Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron and if you haven't listened to one of our podcasts before, this is probably not the best one to start with because it's going to be a bit rambly, uh, it's going to be a bit impromptu and the quality is not going to be the best because I'm recording this on the back of the Harley Davidson Lowrider S and the reason I'm recording this on the back of the bike is because I don't currently have a studio. I would usually be in my home studio recording with a script or, you know, some bullet points in front of me, but currently packed up to shift house. So everything's in boxes, and the only way I've got to record is this way. Um, so I apologize for the rambliness of this podcast and the impromptuness. But anyway, the Harley-Davidson Sportster... No, it's not the Sportster, it's the Lowrider. Lowrider ST. I thought I'd tell you all about this bike. This is cool. I mean, the seating position is something akin to... Uh, just close me visor. The seating position is something akin to uh, popping a squat in a bush. Hey, I got a very low seat. My knees are up reasonably high. My feet are forward. My arms are out in front of me. But that's kind of what you come to expect from a Harley Davidson, right? It's got the Milwaukee 8117 engine. So basically a 1.9 litre engine. It's huge. And I always... Although this engine's got a bit of go, a bit of kick to it when you wind the noisy throttle open, it's usually I, I come to expect a little bit more from such a big engine. However, that's kind of the Harley way, right? Uh, I've got 30, 31 degrees of lean angle, and my pet pegs are up reasonably high. I haven't scraped them yet. I do have cruise control, which is quite nice. I've got full LED lighting. I've got a massive front fairing, almost bagger style, and I feel like I'm in the bathtub because the massive curved front fairing from the inside is reasonably empty. I feel like you could have some gauges or a TFT display or something, but no, we've got Harley's little LCD, almost like a watch, in front of me, which gives me speed, revs, trip meter, odometer, all in a little LCD digital readout I've also got fuel I've got a clock all from one button on the left hand handlebar but cruise control is a nice addition I do like a little bit of cruise control for going down the motorway as you know most of my riding is commuting and I think the Harley Davidson Lowrider ST is a little bit overkill for a morning commute she's quite wide We've got these two big massive panniers on the back i like those they're big enough to to get some you know groceries or something in them and they're lockable which is cool i was actually at work the other day i had to drop something off to a customer so i bunged the items in the in the pannier and then cruised off it was it was handy it's not something that i can do on my bike without you know putting baggage luggage on the bike uh, it's not overly loud there's a little potato 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 but it's not crazy and i'm pretty sure this is a screaming eagle ear intake by my right knee uh slightly different to previous times i've ridden bikes with these ear intakes so it's not clashing with my right knee it's a little bit further forward and a little bit further down obviously the engine is just a slightly different position on this bike not bad not bad not bad 19 litre fuel tank mirrors more than usable 
but because of the rake on the front wheel and the forks, it uh, it feels heavy. I mean, the bike is heavy, but at low speeds, it's very, very heavy to manoeuvre. Um, one saving grace to that is that it's so low, you can stand over it and manoeuvre it. So, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it is doable. The black version, 31,500 plus on-roads. Comes in a pearl white as well, or a sandstone white. That's 39,900. So 40 grand, give or take a bit here and there, gets you a Harley-Davidson Lowrider ST. If I'm completely honest, and remembering that I ride an adventure bike, I'm just a bit ho-hum about this bike. I think the Sport Glide that I had probably 18 months ago was probably more me. Uh, I was pretty scathing on the uh, Sportster S, but I think even that is a bit better than this. But basically because of that engine. I mean, the um, the Milwaukee 8s are pretty old school, pretty agricultural, compared to the Rev Max, the Revolution Max engine, which generates a lot more torque low down and just feels more of a modern engine. Got to say, though, the Lowrider ST, very smooth. A lot of Harleys, you click them into first gear and it feels like Thor's hammer's kicking you up the bum. The, this, I didn't really have that. It just clicked into gear nicely. Um, you start it up, though, and you do get the which is quintessentially Harley-Davidson. I probably look like a right plonker because I'm wearing adventure gear and the Arai XD4 helmet, which is definitely an adventure helmet on a cruiser. But... um. As I said, all my gear's packed away, so not much we can do about that. So if you're into Harleys, this is kind of a cool bike. If you're not, you're going to go, oh, why are you riding that? Um, but my philosophy is never turn down a bike. doesn't matter what it is. If somebody says, do you want to ride this? Just say absolutely yes, because the more bikes you ride, the more you get to know what you like. I saw a thing on the internet the other day. Dude said he uh, started riding a KTM 390. He'd moved up to an MT-07 unrestricted, de-restricted. That's another kettle of fish I'll get into shortly. Would an MT-09 be a good next step? And in my mind, I was thinking, why do we look at motorcycles, you know, getting a bigger bike, the next bike, why do we look at it as leveling up? MT-09, great bike, nothing against it. But if the MT-07 is doing you... Well, why do we need to level up to the next bike? Why do we always need to look forward? I mean, famously, I've been riding the Tenere 700 for two and a half years now, and I've been on a CP2 engine almost probably 10 years. How do you de-restrict an MT-07? In my view, you can't de-restrict an MT-07. SV650, yep, it's got a, a throttle restrictor and a different ECU. Change those, you've got a full power SV650. The MT07 is sleeved, so the full power is a 689cc engine. The LAMS is a 655cc engine. Yeah, you can de restrict the throttle plates, you can um, make the engine breathe better, you can do, you know, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still a 655cc bore engine, whatever you want to call it versus 689. And having ridden both, there's a little bit of difference, but not that much difference between the 
full power CP2 and the restricted or lambs CP2. So don't tell me you've de-restricted your MTO7. It's still restricted. It still has a smaller capacity to the full output. I know I'm splitting hairs. I know it's a little bit, a little bit uh, pedantic of me. But yeah, I'd love to know in the comments about your riding, your bikes. What did you start with? Did you feel the need to level up? I've been looking at a few sport bikes lately thinking, oh, that would be nice. Kawasaki ZX9, I think it is. I don't know. I don't know. What else has been happening lately? Got the Moto Marini in the garage at the moment. It's going to... I haven't been riding it an awful lot last week or two because it's due for its 1,000km service. And if you've shifted house before, you know there's a lot of life admin involved. And so I just haven't had time to book it in for its 1,000k service. So I thought it was best just to not ride it. But I need to go and see the lovely folk at Motorrad in Lower Hutt. They are the Motor Marini agents. I think I told you last week, maybe the week before, it was the week before, about uh, my last little ride on the Motor Marini Siamizo 6.5 SCR. And that was, uh, it was a lovely ride. It was a Sunday afternoon. It was sunny and warm. And we went out around uh, over the Rimutakas and around Lake Ferry. You know, nothing too stressful, nothing too strenuous, but um, always good to get out on a bike with some mates. So there you go. That's the uh, Harley-Davidson Lowrider ST. I'm going to hand that back to the guys at uh, Motomart in Lower Hutt. If you're ever in Wellington, you want to see some Harleys, go into Motomart. They've also got uh, all the BMWs and all the Ducatis. There was a stunning Ducati, a very, very expensive and fancy sport bike being uncrated when I was there last. I couldn't tell you what it was because I'm not that up to date with the Ducatis, but it was cool. Apparently, there's not actually a lot to do on a brand new Ducati as it's being uncrated. You pull it out, you pull the bubble wrap off it, you basically give it a warrant. I think they call it DPIing or something. Get it road legal and it's away to go, ready to go. I've got to say a massive thank you to Cullum at Small Bike Stuff once again for um, letting us use the audio from his documentary uh, last week, if you haven't listened to that, the history of the Honda trail bike. Herb, I can't remember his last name, selling the Honda Cub and uh, decided, you know, if we put a bigger sprocket on here and some knobbly tyres, it would make an awesome off-road bike. And it did. And so that's the history. But if you haven't listened to it, Go back and listen to last week's episode and watch the documentary video on the Small Bike Stuff YouTube channel. Small Bike Stuff, if you're into small bikes, small displacement, basically 150cc and below, then check out Small Bike Stuff online. Just Google Small Bike Stuff. Otherwise, not a heck of a lot been going on in my world as far as motorbiking goes. It's all just life admin, you know? We're getting into the cooler months. I uh, cleaned out my wardrobe the other day and found the Hevic Titanium R gear, so cranked that out, decided to wear it today, or yesterday as well, actually. Um, quite a comfortable bit of kit, really. 
waterproofing's not amazing, as I remember, getting wet. But without the waterproof liners, without the thermal liners, and cruising into town in what is about 15 degrees right now, it's perfect. No complaints at all. A little more road safe than the um, Revit dirt gear that I've been wearing lately. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's got CE rated armour in the shoulders and elbows and knees and stuff, but it's still pretty thin. If I came off on this morning commute, sorry if I'm getting a bit stilted, I'm doing a bit of lane splitting here. Um, if I came off, it wouldn't protect my knobbly knees all that well. But thank you so much for listening. I know we've got a number of listeners that listen every single week to the podcast, so thank you so much for listening. I'd love for you to get involved in the podcast. Fuck us a message. You can email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, under the handle Kiwi Rider Podcast. My website, Moto NZ, and my YouTube channel, Moto NZ. Ticking along. Closing in on 1,000 subscribers, which is cool. I know Matt's a little bit closer to 1,000 than I am. I'm, I'm in the low 900s. Matt's, uh, last I checked, about 988. So he's real close to 1,000. And the reason we're looking forward to 1,000 is because we do this motorcycling content gig for the love of it at the moment. Nobody pays us, and any, any costs are footed by ourselves under jurious from our lovely wives. Um, but as soon as we hit the 1,000 subscribers mark, YouTube start paying us for the ads that they place on our content. So if you wouldn't mind, head to YouTube, hit subscribe, motonz.com, and Matt's channel is onthrottle.co.nz. That's his website as well, onthrottle.co.nz, and he's uh, pumping out the news every week. Plus, if you're into... Uh, a classic motorcycling magazine with a slightly digital twist. Kiwi Rider magazine comes out twice a month, absolutely free, at kiwirider.co.nz. And a lot of what Matt and I create goes up there. As well as Jock, the test rider. Uh, Pete, or Veg, the publisher. And, of course, the editor, uh, Ben Wilkins, who you've heard on the podcast from time to time. Plus, there's a lot of people behind the scenes as well, you know, subbing and editing, and there's a few other contributors to the magazine. One, uh, Peter Elliott, who you'll probably know from stage and screen around New Zealand the last 40-odd years. Uh, He's been contributing a story called Pete's People. Um, A lot of these people, I believe, are in the Every Sunday Motorcycling Club, which meet, funnily enough, every Sunday. Uh, And we're sharing Pete's people on the podcast. Uh, We've probably got another one next week, I believe. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening to my ramble. I'm sorry it's been such a low-fi affair this week. Hopefully next week I'll be back in a, well, something resembling a studio. And we can bring you some news and all the other bits and pieces. But please do hit that subscribe button. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. That helps other people find the podcast. We've been going, oh, three and a half years now. And the numbers have been climbing slowly. If you like what we do or you don't, let us know. How can we improve our offering to you? 
let us know by emailing us at the address that I mentioned before, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz, or reach out on social media. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Ray Heron. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. <laughs>